the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Yeah, 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 I'm the one that you're looking for, especially for more than just one hour a week, because we are now two hours. Thank Jesus. That's right, from 6 to 8 p.m. here on The Answer San Diego. I am Andrea K. Dynamite in a dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week here now from 6 to 8 p.m. And if you want to be a part of the show, we would love to have you. I get lots of emails. We love calls here on the show. The call-in number is 888-344-1170. Last hour, I was asking you guys if you still had trust in the medical community, and particularly when it comes to kids, because you see that we've got a shock and awe. Uh, you know, I keep saying that tonight, but it's so true. It's like, because it's the word that I, that I can think of in terms of it's shocking what's going on in our country. This is not the America from just two years ago. And it's, and, and, and it's, you're in awe of, you know, it's, 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 we're so caught off guard. It's such an assault on us. And the, the fact that the assault on America is through its children right now from a variety of different fronts, but particularly now getting into medical, I, I, as somebody that used to have such trust in the medical community, I'm, I'm really, I, I don't have the trust that I used to have. In the in the medical community, I, I have trust in some doctors. I have I have trust in the intelligence of, of doctors. I used to help train doctors at UCSD. In fact, we've got a topic to share with you guys a little bit later on that. Um, but but I'm losing trust because institutions have become so politicized. There was a time in which we thought that there's a time in which we thought that um, you know our our, med- our medical community and our military were impervious. To we're impervious to politicizing, but that's not true. Um, Jen Psaki was asked today uh, about uh, last week, the Biden administration, I think it talked about on transgender visibility day, the Biden administration talked about Joe Biden even said that, you know, transgender kids, we see you, you're made in the image of God, he said, um, which was just, you know, absolutely disturbing on many fronts. But Jen Psaki was asked about today about sex reassignment surgery and puberty blo- blockers for kids. And I want you to listen closely to what she had to say. Last item for you before we get to your questions. Uh, across the country, as we've talked about a bit in here, Republican elected officials are engaging in a disturbing, cynical trend of attacking vulnerable transgender kids for purely partisan political reasons. Today in Alabama, instead of focusing on critical kitchen table issues like the economy, COVID, or addressing the country's mental health crisis, Republican lawmakers are currently debating legislation that, among many things, would target trans use with tactics that threatens to put pediatricians in prison if they provide medically necessary life-saving health 
care for the kids they serve. Just like the extreme government overreach we've seen in Texas, where politicians have sent state officials into the homes of loving parents to investigate them for abuse just to harass and intimidate the LGBTQI plus community, today's vote in Alabama will only serve to harm kids. But Alabama's lawmakers and other legislators who are contemplating these discriminatory bills have been put on notice by the Department of Justice and the Department of Health and Human Services that laws and policies preventing care that health care professionals recommend for transgender minors may violate the Constitution and federal law. To be clear, every major medical association agrees that gender-affirming health care for transgender kids is a best practice and potentially life-saving. All of this begs an important question. What are these policies actually trying to solve for? LGBTQI plus people can't be erased or forced back into any closets, and kids across our nation should be allowed to be who they are without the threat that their parents or their doctor could be imprisoned simply for helping them and loving them. Uh, President Biden has committed in both words and actions to fight for all Americans and will not hesitate to hold these states accountable. Wow. Um, I wanted to play that clip in its entirety because it's there's a lot to, as the cool kids say, to unpack there, and I'm going to unpack it. And I feel like I'm the I feel like I've got a right to be, or if not the one, to unpack it because I'm one of the few people that I know who actually was one of those kids. And there's many of you who longtime Andrea K show listeners know this. If you're new to me, you may not know this story. But when I hear her talk about We're going to go through a lot of the different items, but I'm actually going to start with the one that she said at the end, which is she's talking about these laws like in Alabama and across states across this country that are trying to stop the murder of children. And I will tell you, and I will use that word and through my own story, I'm going to explain to you why I use that word. But for her to say that these laws stop parents from helping and loving their children, that's where I really want to start. Because with this, there, if you're a parent out there, well, let me start with my story. And I'm trying to not get too emotional and let my anger and my own personal story and emotions take over. But I started, I started seeing five years ago this movement before anybody was talking about it. And I started sharing what was very personal to me because I felt like, you know, why not, right? I mean, Jazz Jennings, her parents, or his parents, because he is a biological male, are going around trying to recruit kids uh, off of their story. So why can't I stop kids from being murdered by telling my story? When I was a little girl, I thought a mistake had been made, and I was a boy trapped in a girl's body. And this was not a fleeting thing that I felt. I, it, from my earliest memories, like Jazz Jennings, I thought a mistake had been made that I was a boy trapped in a girl's body. And I wanted to be treated like a boy. I had no interest in Barbie dolls. I wanted to be in the backyard playing in the dirt with my brother and I wouldn't wear a shirt. I spent most of my childhood topless, running around in shorts and I wanted to be a boy. I can clearly remember standing outside of a a bathroom in school in the second grade trying to talk my little girlfriend into wanting to be a boy with me because you don't want to be the only one, right? And I am so grateful that I lived in a time in this country in which my parents loved me enough to not try to make me feel bad for the thoughts and I feelings that I had, but to ignore it and to not cater to it and to not change my name from Andrea to Andrew or whatever. And that they let me run around in the backyard without a shirt playing in the dirt with trucks. But when it came time for me to need to put on a dress or to, or, or, or to go to church on Easter, that's what I did. And when puberty hit, as is 95% of the time, I suddenly realized with my new hormones that God didn't make a mistake and I was who, who, who I was meant to be. So when she talks in here 
about, um, you know, making sure kids can be who they are. When you have stopped a child from reaching and going through puberty, you're not allowing a child to be who they are. You're stopping a child from becoming who they are so that you can feed the numbers of the trans community. They're literally mutilating children, destroying their bodies, destroying their hearts and destroying their minds for their perverse political agenda. And shame on the medical community. She talks in there about uh, every major medical community. And you know what? Institution. And you know what? She's right. We've reported it here on the show. The Pediatric Society has come on board and supported this. Is it because these are medically necessary? No, there is absolutely zero. Even if you believe that it's okay. Even if you're Sharon Stone or whoever it was, the actress who said, my three-year-old says that, you know, she's a boy. So now, yeah. Even if you believe that. It's still not medically necessary. There is no medical necessity to stop a child from biologically reaching puberty. We got 19-year-olds in this country being told they shouldn't be expected to pay off their student loan debt at 19. But four-year-olds go to mommy and say they're really another gender and they're given off-label hormones? Right now, we talked uh, about how Fauci and the Biden administration are denying monoclonal antibodies from adults and not even allowed to try that. But we're mutilating children's bodies and our medical community is in support of this. Why? Because the medical community is as corrupt as 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 a, a, an institution as our military is now. So, no, I don't trust them anymore. And the fact that, that they're going after our children is absolutely disturbing to me. And then she's talking about hold the states accountable. What are they going to do? What's next? How is the Biden administration and their DOJ going to hold states accountable? Are they now going to start uh, somehow seizing kind of like what schools are doing to where um, uh, I don't know how they hold a state accountable, except that they maybe start, you know, trying to do what what states and schools are doing, seize control over the children, taking them away from parents. Um, and criminalizing any governor, maybe they're going, maybe they're going to, maybe they're going to try to push through some legislation with the Democrats in control of the House and the Senate. Now they got KBJ and they got that squishy uh, Kavanaugh, and they might, oh, uh, you know, withhold funding as well. Well, well, they might do, they might do a Roe v. Wade on this. You know, they might, they might get some legislation pushed through the Supreme Court and stamped down as you know um starry decisis now it's precedent and now no nobody why well, look who nobody just can stop or uh, confirmed right and no it, they could they could try to get some roe v wade in the form of some precedent that says that no state that it's now centralized that any child that says they want to be of a different gender has to be treated medically with puberty blockers and no parent and no governor and no local you know, centralize it. I, that's where I think this is going. That's where I think that this is going. And I take this personally because had I been born in today's time, they would have come to me, the school nurse, put me on puberty blockers, allowed me to change my name, which is what I wanted, and not tell my parents until it was too late. That's what would happen. We had a think story. Of how destroyed you would have been. I would have been murdered. I would have been murdered because who I am now a fully realized, fully grown, allowed to fully develop biologically, according to science, it, had I not been allowed to, to be, I, I would have been destroyed. I would have been murdered in, in, in essence. And that's what we're doing to our kids out there. 
And maybe maybe y'all think I'm oversharing by telling my story, but you no, know, I think it puts it in perspective. Well, and I'm not really hearing anybody else telling a story saying, "Hey, I was that kid." We are, but you know what? We are hearing from some kids. There was a 19 year old in Australia who who said that he only claimed he wanted to be a girl because when his younger sister was brought home from the hospital and she was young, he was jealous and he thought, "Well, maybe I'll get some more attention if I if I say that I'm a girl." So they ended up putting him. He transitioned, and now and now he regrets it. Well, let me tell you it's irreversible it's irreversible when puberty is blocked it's irreversible it is a natural process that is supposed to take place for every single individual and if you care about a child being who they are you won't interfere in that you won't intervene in that you will let them reach puberty. You will recognize that nobody's brain fully develops until 25, which I guess it leads the argument to somebody at 19, but no. Um, but uh, on the student loan thing that I was talking about. But no, when you become an adult, if you want to if you want to make this change for yourself and do that for yourself, fine. But it doesn't obligate. No taxpayer should pay for it. It does not obligate anybody else to, you know, validate your choice, certainly to participate in it. It doesn't. But this just grieves me and it just kills me for children out there because this was my story. And nobody's protecting the children. They're pushing them. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got more to talk with y'all. Speaking of uh, COVID in San Diego, San Diego is now going to be part of a national clinical trial. Are you going to participate in that? Would you participate in that? 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer San Diego. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. 888-344-1170. You can also tweet at us at our new Twitter account. Yeah, 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 if you are still on Twitter and I know that lots of people are starting to go back there now that Elon Musk is on board, although I hadn't seen a whole lot of results from him yet. They couldn't stop us on Twitter. No, our new Twitter account is at AK Show. San Diego. And of course, we are streaming live right now on the answer San Diego. Um, I don't know who got speaking of contact. I don't know who got my text, uh, my phone number to text me. And this this has got to be me getting punked because here's the text that I just received a little bit ago. Wait, wait, I'm, I'm, I just got one a little bit ago, too. I'm wondering if it's the same one. Oh, OK. And and, and, and if it's somebody from within Salem, you know, uh, I just blocked everybody. Was yeah, we're going to we're going to have to block. It says um, Katanji Brown Jackson, all caps. Is this what you what No, you, This is different. But go ahead. Katanji Brown Jackson was just confirmed to the Supreme Court. Be one of the first to sign and congratulate her. Click here. Old Democrats. Bold. But yours was a group text as well. No, it wasn't a group text. Oh, I got a group text of about 10 people. That uh, said, they graciously paid my phone bill. Okay, that's that's sketchy. Yeah, we're, that's we'll do stuff. scams on it. We'll do scams on another night. Speaking of scams, though, and speaking, continuing with our theme at the open of the, of the show, we were playing the clip from Jen Psaki, the Biden administration, and the Department of Homeland Security, DHS or Health and Human Services are all in going after kids with the transgender. And I, I, I spoke about that, but I was also asking whether or not you guys trust the medical community anymore because of, 
uh, from last hour. We were talking about Fauci denying COVID treatments and Fauci's lies, Jen Psaki and the Biden administration and Health and Human Services and the medical community going after children with lying, saying that puberty blockers and that what they're calling now gender affirmation surgery, which is an, an, a, a failed sex change operation, um, whether or not you guys trust the medical community. And here's another topic that I got to ask you guys. This is for San Diegans in particular. Um, speaking of text, uh, the, they actually tried to contact me last week because UCSD is where I used to help train med students. And they are now going to be, San Diego will be a part of a, a national clinical trial on COVID vax and COVID shots, and it's going to be done through UCSD. And I had actually had asked them when COVID began, tried to get them to take my con- take me out of their, their database and because I did not want to be contacted for COVID, and they're still con- contacting me. That's a topic for another day. Um, but UCSD, here's that. This is according to uh, LA Times. Um <clears throat> UCSD is among 24 sites nationwide to enroll otherwise healthy residents in the COVID-19 variant immunologic landscape trial, a major nationwide effort funded by Fauci's group, the NIAID, which is National Institute of Allergy and Infection Diseases, called COVAIL for short. How clever. Uh, The investigation initially plans to enroll about 600 participants into 16 randomly selected groups, each of which will receive... A different combination of vaccines developed by pharmaceutical giant Moderna mix and match. Look, I don't, you know, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to mix and match uh, my sodas, right? I don't mix my Diet Coke with my Diet Pepsi. Okay. What did you want to say? Well, yeah, well, okay, why would you do it with, with, with vaccines? I remember growing up probably talking about the same thing. I had all my friends, hey, let's do a little, let's do a little bit of a combination of all these different sodas. It was the nastiest thing in the world. Well, let's be straight. We also coming up out of New Orleans where, where we partied down there, it was don't mix the alcohol, okay? You know, if you're going to start with beer, keep it on beer, which I don't drink, by the way. Um, so, yeah, you're not supposed to be mixing your chemicals, right? You're not supposed to be pounding Advil with Tylenol. That's a no-brainer. Well, so why do they need this? Why do they need to be do- doing a combination of shots makes you wonder what and they haven't even completed the trials we already anybody who's gotten the shot and they're continuing to push out boosters you're a part of a of a clinical trial the clinical trial phase was skipped to get these shots to market using the emergency authorization act right the yeah the eau correct emergency use authorization eua Right. Which and they and they had not completed. And this is where I took issue with Trump because he was pushing. He was acting as though this was like the greatest thing ever. Right. That what he accomplished. It's not an accomplishment when you're pushing things to market too quickly. And, you know, unless you're going to be honest with people and give them informed consent and say, look, we don't know enough about this disease. You know, it's killing people. These may be the side effects. The, you know, we're, we're going to make this available to you, but heads up, right? Just like every other drug that's shown on TV. And that didn't happen. Not only did that not happen, but Pfizer tried to get 75 years between now and when you found out what the truth. What does that tell you? 75 years? 75 years between now and when you found out the truth. It, it completely keeping you in the dark, destroying informed consent. We so, had a lot of information just from that first report, right? So, um, 
And this and this doesn't even really tell you what is the purpose of this. Today, the article says the only vaccines approved for general use are those focused on the initial strain that emerged in Wuhan as the virus is mutated, causes additional waves. Companies have worked to update their initial offerings, retargeting the same mRNA technology on new features uh, appearing among the coronavirus's latest version. But here's the problem. If they become... The only reason why these were able to be pushed out was because without under the Emergency Use Act meant it was so they felt like it was so out of control. They were willing to skip trials and push it on on the American people, really forcing us into trials. These new variants are, as I talked about before, are not killing people. And it was supposed to be you use that authorization if there were no other options. We had plenty of options. Absolutely. It's a good point. But one of the things that we know is virants get less deadly if. If they're going to be developing new shots to face new viruses, then they need to be honest with the American people that this is now like the flu every year of which I used to do flu segments every year because I get aggravated. People coming in here, get me sick. Right. I'd be like, here's the stats on the flu. Right. And that's one reason why I was skeptical, because in, in the beginnings of this, because I was somebody that did a lot of segments on the flu every year and I would report on. And that's when I started having Jane Orient on the executive director of Association of Americans, Physicians and Surgeons. And I would have her on every year. Hey, doc, what's the numbers this year for the flu? People dying. And with the flu, babies equally all the way up the age. Right. Uh, uh, you know, um, all age groups were dying from it. And the shots that I didn't bother to get because, you know, uh, as a healthy individual, the shots were for last year's variant, whether or not it was going to, it really wasn't going to do much of anything. I always ended up worse for wear every time I did it. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, Dr. Susan Little here at UCSD. Name sounds familiar. I might have worked with her. She might be a part of standardized uh, at the SP work. Um, she says the idea that drives the trial is to map the immune system responses to different variants, populating computer models with enough information. I'm not going to be a rat. This is about turning human beings into rats and experimenting. And when you and they, they, they're basically going to use current technology, which we are just now beginning to learn, thanks to Naomi Wolf and others, out of the Pfizer documents that have been released, the extent of the side effects and the deaths. And the first phase of those shots over, was it 12,000 people that 12, died? 12,000. 12,000 people died. There's no justification. At this point, there should be a halt actually on the shots. There should be a halt because we were told that it would stop you from getting in and giving it. Been a lie at every turn. Been a lie at every turn. They don't stop you from getting in and giving it. There's no documentation that that the new narrative is today from like from Nancy Pelosi. Oh, thank goodness I got that booster. I'd be in the hospital. You have no way to verify that. that. There is no way to make that claim. There is no data on which to base that. You know, I had a friend of mine who got pressured into getting the shot. She's, you know, around 50, very, very healthy. And um, she got she got COVID again about six months ago, and she was seriously ill. I guess if, if she hadn't gotten the shot, she would have died because that was really where she was at. She was that sick. I was really concerned with her. And this was a woman who had been otherwise incredibly healthy. Andrew, when in the history of America have we ever treated healthy people? Well, we've always treated healthy people. This is the first time that we've well, 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 done with, de- with vaccines. Right. Yeah, yeah. We've always treated the symptoms. Now, if you've got a sinus infection, they're not. You know, the, it doesn't matter what your symptom is. Now, they're going to rush you to get the COVID the COVID test, right? 
And um, if you test positive for COVID, they tell you basically you're not going to get anything until you until you need to go to the hospital. Then we're going to the hospital that's been paid to put you on a ventilator and give you remdesivir and blow out your kidneys. Uh, that's the course for you. If you don't test positive for COVID, then you're faced with over the counter. And I know this because I had a sinus infection a week ago. And they didn't try to get me to take the test because I didn't have a fever. I mean, they knew that I didn't have COVID. So they were like, you know what, at this point, you need to change your nasal spray and take yourself some DayQuil. No treatment whatsoever. You mean first people time, get sick still, Andrea? First time in my adult life, I've been treated with chronic sinusitis since I was an infant. Tested for allergies. I've been on all different types of protocols with upper respiratory infections. I have to use an inhaler because that's how bad it's been for me at times in my life. And I'm now at a point in my life where I get no treatments. No treatments for it whatsoever. Fortunately, I'm healthy. Um, This is disturbing to me, though, because there's no reason participants, uh, there's no reason to be doing this, this clinical trial at this point. There's no reason. We don't have a variant that has come about or is coming about that is in any way even remotely as deadly. Case count does not equal caskets. No. And every variant we've had so far has gotten increasingly less lethal. Right. Um, and if and given the fact that how many a large percentage, I think there's over like almost we should be, according to Fauci, I think we're somewhere at least between 65 or 75 percent of all Americans have gotten the shots and or the boosters. Why would they need anything else at this point? Sounds like natural herd immunity. to me. It should be natural herd immunity. And any variants coming in after that are, are should be so, so, um, so weak that it shouldn't impact the immune system. So she goes on to say participants must be eight years of old and fully vaccinated with evidence that they've received a booster shot. So they're only going to try in clinical trials the vaccinated. That's really interesting. Wow. So now you were you were part of a trial and treated like a rodent the first time you got them. And now they want you to go through it again. If you had gotten the shot, would you be taking part of this clinical trial and, and be given a combination? You wouldn't even know what the what? The what, what the oh, home? heck no. Right. Interesting. According to uh, San Diego's weekly coronavirus update, there are 125 people with confirmed or suspected COVID-19. <laughs> Not even confirmed. We got 4 million people here and we got 125 people who they suspect. Man, get back. Get, come, come on. Get away from me with that. All right. There's a crazy story coming out of Florida we're going to share with you guys involving a young man who fell off a ride down in Florida. And this story has national implications. We'll tell you why. So you're going to want to come on back and uh, add us on our Twitter account at AK Show San Diego. And this is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer San Diego. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to Friday Eve's edition of The Andrea Kay Show. 888-344-1170. I posed the question earlier on the show, if y'all still trust the medical community. I'm not sure anybody wanted to declare live on air that they didn't. Not with their name, anyway. Um, But uh, glad to have you guys joining me tonight. Um, Coming up in the next, in, in, in after this coming break, we've got a shocking story here in California regar- regarding the state legislator and a legislature 
and a bill that was presented to them uh, that they shot down. And it was a bill that would protect children. So that kind of continues our theme of the night in terms of going after children. Right. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Um, Speaking of children, though, in the meantime, we're going to go we're going to go down to Florida. And this is a story I didn't report on when it happened about a week ago, because it was uh, even though it was tragic to me. This 14-year-old teenager falling from a ride at Icon Park. It was a drop ride um, where you sit around in these seats and then you go up. In this case, for this ride, 450 feet. In this case, this ride, the seats tilt forward a little bit and then it drops 450 feet. So this young man, 14 years old, um, approximately 6'5 and approximately 300 pounds, fell about two-thirds of the way as the ride was coming down, about two-thirds of the way down, and it was caught on video. And this just, I actually talked to guys here at the station because everybody here knows how much I love amusement park rides. You know, Disney was my first love. And then I also love, you know, rides like Magic Mountain and, you know, any amusement park rides. I just absolutely love them. Not a fan of the fairs because they're taking them up and down and, and I just don't feel like they've got the, you know, no, so I'm not a big fan of riding, you know, rides at, at fairs. But and y'all know Skins here. We both just absolutely big love Disneyland. Disneyland. I'm not familiar with this Icon Park. Um, you know, any any amusement park can have an issue with the ride. We've even seen issues at Magic Mountain. That's why they refurb them all the time. That's why they refurb them. Ninja, actually, the Ninja ride, which is one of my favorites up at Magic Mountain, which is not one of the scariest, but it, it you know, it could hurt you if it goes bad. So any amusement park can have a problem, but it became really clear that there was an issue either with the ride itself and its design for its safety harness or whether or not one of the workers, you know, didn't strap him in enough or given his size, whether or not he, you know, he should have even attempted to get on the ride or been allowed to ride. But it was absolutely tragic. The company that operates the ride came out and said, we're going to investigate. Um, the gentleman who took the video was friends with some other riders, and they were actually asking questions about the security of it because it was a shoulder harness. And typically when you've got a shoulder harness ride, the bottom of the shoulder harness will be attached to a seatbelt that comes up from between the legs. Right. They did not have this on this ride. Within a day, the parents of this young man had hired an attorney. And I thought at the time, I try to never judge parents for what they're doing in grieving the loss of a child. I don't have children besides my fur baby gator and my previous fur babies. Um, and I, I've always imagined that that would be the worst thing you could go to go through as, as a human being to have to bury your child and to have to bury a child that fell off of an amusement park ride. And such can't a, tra- imagine. Oh my gosh. I even told you skins. I mean, my heart for him thinking, uh, I, I just have to pray that he wasn't conscious, you know, at, at that point. Cause uh, I, because it's just, my heart just absolutely aches for that young man and his parents. And then I find out today. That the family has hired Ben Crump. Y'all remember Ben Crump, don't you? Speaking of Florida, Benjamin Crump was the one who represented the family of Trayvon Martin. Benjamin Crump represented the family of Michael. Phony story, hands up, don't shoot. Benjamin Crump represented the family of George Floyd. Why in the world would the family of this young man, it's one thing to sue and say, my child wasn't strapped in properly and his life wasn't protected. And oh, by the way, the manual said, quote, be careful when seeing if large guests fit into the seats. 
Check that they fit within the contours of the seat and the bracket fits properly. The the young man, so, I, you know, the, now the... the um, the ride operators, the staffer said that the shoulder harness was still locked after the ride came to a stop. Um, I, I don't know if that's true or not. It doesn't seem to make sense to me. I, I don't know. Um, but what we do know is that even according to this young man's father, his son had been turned away from other rides due to safety concern, concerns regarding his size. So why did he try to get on this one? Why did he try to get on this one? But whatever the mistake was, whether it was his parents Knowing that he had been turned, because if his, his parents weren't with him, if his parents were with him, why did they let him get on the ride? If his parents weren't with him, how did they know he'd been turned away? Was it because he had been turned away on other rides? Would, did, the, did the staffers there not prof, properly strap him in? I don't know. It was, was the design faulty? I don't know. But what I do know is there was nothing that had to do with his death, that had anything to do with his race. Benjamin Crump goes on to say, other than George Floyd's tragic torture video, I think this is the worst tragedy captured on video that I've ever seen. I think that the to exploit the tragedy of this young man's death and for Benjamin Crump to try to use it... That's horrific. Is, is, oh my gosh. The only thing worse than George Floyd's death, which I couldn't even watch... Could not even watch. It was, uh, uh, ugh. Um, The only thing worse than that is trying to exploit this young man's death and to try to, to to try to exploit him for, for Benjamin Crump's civil right for, for his, uh, I I don't, I I don't know him. So I, I, I can, but I can only assume that he's one of these people that profits off of the race baiting. He's a, he's, he's a race hustler. That's how he makes his money. And now I don't want to, and I, and I hate to say anything negative about the parents because they're grieving, but for the life of me, I can't understand this as a parent. You've got to be, you got to be thinking, I want to sue the pants off of this ride operator. Oh, sure. The, the safety of this kid was not taken into consideration. Absolutely not. But for you to be thinking, I'm going to sue these people because my kid was black. This did not happen to him because he was black. It's just absolutely off the rails where we've gone in a country. I don't know how, how do we get the toothpaste back in the tube skins? When, when, when a child who dies in a ride like this can be seized upon and used and exploited by some black lives matter type of activist attorney and the family going along with it. I mean, talk about going off. I started the show back at the 6 PM hour and I said, Katanji Brown Jackson was a symptom of the problem, right? Of a culture in decline. And we're, 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 we're like needing to be resuscitated. I don't want to say our corpse is dying or that we're dead, but isn't this, isn't this a part of just how far we've fallen as a culture? Well, it really is, Andrea. And when you think that just about everything that isn't is called racist, you think, okay, we've reached the end of the line. There's nothing else they can call and charge with racism. And then something like this pops up and you're like, you're taking this tragedy that I felt horrible for the family and what happened, happened to this, this, this boy, but to, to use it for political gain is sick. Right. And and I have to wonder what's going to happen from the Biden DOJ seeing this. Are they going to send down um, their hate crimes? I mean, we know that, that how many how many FBI agents were descended into uh, Bubba Wallace's NASCAR garage over a rope pull. Right. I mean, they, you know, are they not as the Biden administration? not going to jump on this and try to, was this a hate crime? Is that where we're going with this? That, that if, if a person of color dies on, a, on an amusement park ride, it's now somebody's going to be charged with a hate crime? Is that where we're at? 
Or and, and usually um, that the Benjamin Crumps of the world, if they take a case, it's not because it doesn't it, it's not because it has anything to do with the victim. It's about something that they're going to want to get some entitlement. They're going to want to get on the other side. And this is going to make me sound really mean, but you have to understand who we're dealing with here. What is the, what is the reparations that Benjamin Crump is going to want on behalf of black Americans as a result of this? Free admissions to amusement park rides? Get to go to the front of the line? You think I'm being, you think I'm being sarcastic? You think? Oh, I don't. But, but I'm not. I'm not. I saw this today and was floored. Absolutely floored that this is where this is going. To think a tragic death of a teenager could be exploited as part of this race baiting, hustling BLM story, which, by the way, BLM was busted. One of them buying a six million dollar home the other day with proceeds from money that they raised. Anyway, um, I think I might have saved the worst story against children for the last segment and has to do with uh, California here. So stay tuned for that. Tweet us at AK Show San Diego. This is the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Okay, welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I am floored right now. I'm hearing somebody question me. They still make ding dongs. How do you, not, how do you not know that they still make? If you don't know they still make ding dongs, that means you're not eating ding dongs. You're not eating any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they still make ding dongs, and I still eat ding dongs. Not as not as much as I eat a ho ho or a Twinkie, but yeah, let's get. Can we get the show back? Have to you it? ever heard of a chocodile? No, I don't know what a chocolate covered Twinkie. A chocolate covered Twinkie. You have my attention. Those are the best. Yeah. Hey, have y'all had tried a chocolate? What is it called? The chocodile. A ch- a ch- he he likes the chocodile too. Ah, okay, a chocodile. Chocodile all, right. all the way. If y'all, hey, you chocodile lovers, give me a shout. 888-344-1170. I almost can't even transition now from from that fun talking about the ho-hos and the ding-dongs to um, this story. Got to bring y'all some California craziness, right? So Senate Bill 1042 was introduced by Republican State Senator Shannon Grove, and it would have changed the California law to include human trafficking and the list of crimes that are classified as violent and serious. Under current California law, human trafficking is 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 defined as non-serious and non-violent crimes. Skins, how can human trafficking be on the books in California is non-serious? Yeah, I that that makes absolutely no sense to me. That's it, it, it's inexcusable. How, I, yeah, I mean, I, I read this and I'm like, wait a second, a bill to make human trafficking already be, be declared violent is serious. It was shot down. I'm like, how? not only was it not already classified as violent, it's serious. It was denied. It was shot down. I would like to know the reasoning why. Well, I'll tell you in a minute. The legislation uh, would have included also included human trafficking as a strike under California's three strike sentencing law. Under that law, anyone convicted of a third violent or serious offense is sentenced to at least 25 years in prison. Um, Well, clearly it was struck down by the same people, Democrats, who have the mindset that that believe in no bail. That think that it's okay for somebody to smash and grab or or take steal up to a thousand dollars worth of property and just walk away from it. Um, you know, these are the same people that, you know, you know, think it's okay. They love KBJ who got, you know, confirmed today who, you know, went lenient on child pornographers and child predators. Right. I mean, you know, this is just another example of an assault on our children by the Democrats. Um, Assemblymember Jim Patterson 
uh, was said he was outraged. He said, if the politicians in this building fail to pass this bill, they are complicit in sex trafficking. Absolutely, they are. Because just like KBJ, when you go lenient on crimes against children, more children get hurt. It's the way it works. You're putting them back out on the street. You're making it possible for them to continue to and do what, do they what they've think been these doing. People are going to be reformed. Yeah, there is no rehabilitation. Um, the the opponents of the bill say as direct service providers and organizations who interact and support survivors of human trafficking, we know that victims and survivors of human trafficking are often misidentified as perpetrators and arrested for human trafficking. But then they're let go. If that happens because there's some sort of sting operation going on. Yes, occasionally a victim can be misconstrued as a perpetrator, but that's able to be sorted out. You don't not make Make human trafficking a violent and serious offense for that reason. That's an excuse. That's an excuse. And let me give you some stats. According to the U.S. Department of Justice, and this was before the, the flood at our southern border, 14,500 to 17,500 foreign nationals are trafficked in the U.S. each year. We know, as we talked about with Todd Benzman last night, we've got a, we got a, a million people coming in here just in the next month. U.S. citizens, though, are tracked much higher. There's approximately 200,000 children at risk in the U.S. right now. 200,000 children. For every 10,000 people living in the world, 54 have become enslaved in some form of human trafficking. To make it worse, 25% of victims are children who are forced, who are in forced labor, sex trafficking, and even forced marriage. And we imported some of them from Afghanistan. Here's some more stats. Um, 40.3 million people are victims of trafficking worldwide. Women and girls account for 71% of all human trafficking victims. 9% of human trafficking victims are men and boys. One of four victims of modern slavery are children. Um, 25% or 10.1 million people victims are under the age of 18. 15.4 million victims of human trafficking involved Forced marriage. There is actually, and this is for all of you uh, all, all out there on the left um, that want to continue to uh, say that America is, you know, the root of all slavery evils. There are currently um, 5.4 victims of modern slavery for every thousand people in the world. When it comes to California, in 2020, the Los Angeles Regional Human Trafficking Task Force Operation Reclaim and Rebuild ended with um, 518 arrests. And that may not sound like a big number, but if you're one of the 508, if you're, and that, well, that's just number of arrests. That doesn't even include how many victims. One of the main points of entry into the United States for victims of sex trafficking is Los Angeles. So California, there's the three main states that have this problem. Um, the three worst states are California, Florida, and Nevada. So the state with the worst, which is California, made the conscious decision to say that this is a non-violent and a non-serious crime. If if the rape of children and forcing them into marriage is not is not violent and, and, and serious, what is? Might be the, the most serious crime you, that you could do out there. Well, yeah, it is. 
child rape is is basically murder. You've you've destroyed a child. Force they're being forced into marriage. I, I mean, I, I I feel as though I'm being redundant. I feel as though the story you know tells itself. How we have Democrats in the state of California. This goes to show this again as part of this cultural Marxist movement destruction of the rule of law. There is no right, no wrong. They've got to you know it's it's they've got to make the perpetrators of crimes be considered the victims so that they can prey upon the least amongst us in order to shred our our country and turn it into their Marxist ideals. Thanks for being with us tonight. Tomorrow's Friday Fun Day. So you'll come on back. This is the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.